When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live and sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, bringing you the latest insight into everything to do with Newcastle United. Find us on iTunes, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for our weekend preview. Joined here by Kieran Kelly, we'll be later joined by Alex James of Lanx Live who covers Burnley for our sister paper uh, down there. First off, Kieran. Um, I mean, the big news, obviously, Alan St. Maxman missing, and it's just going to be such a big blow for Steve Bruce and Newcastle United. Yeah, I think it's been far from a coincidence that since he was fit enough to start going back to the Manchester United game, which seems a lifetime ago, that Newcastle's form has, has really improved. And you just look what he brings to the table on the counter-attack. He's that guy who can ease the pressure. He can take people on. He can hold the ball a little bit. And he's just someone who, you know, that old cliche, he gets the fans excited. And yes, in some ways, at least it's only a month, but I suppose it's a second muscle injury. And the frustrating thing, I suppose, for, for everyone concerned is behind the scenes they've been working really carefully to build up his fitness he's been working a lot with the um, rehabilitation coach because it's such a disruptive pre-season you know there were moments at Nice where you know is it going to happen or not he was waiting he was training alone at times he was just trying to get himself in shape but it, nothing really prepares you for the Premier League and it's been a big adjustment for him in the intensity the amount of running he's had to do and to be fair to him you've seen in recent weeks how it's all started to pay off he's able to to start every game he's been playing the majority of games you know often he'll come off in the 90th minute almost to kill time for a defensive change to come in and he's really been making an impact and getting that first goal last week was a big moment for him so I think we've seen what he can bring he's he's settled in well and I think he's shown his commitment to the team as well you know, he's played through the pain barrier a few times and ultimately losing for a month while it seems a short while is it is still a blow and there's a lot of fixtures in that period and for you who replaced him is it the man who replaced him at Spurs or all that time ago Christian Atu actually came on and set yeah. up Joe Linton for his only goal of the yeah. season so um, happy memories of that is he the man to replace I think if looking at Burnley certainly if um, you know if you think Andy Carroll would be fit enough to start that's the kind of game for Andy Carroll a physical uh, defence just like the Sheffield United won and yeah for me I'd go with Atsu I think he did he did well when he came in earlier in the season he also got an assist against Liverpool and he's he's got pace he, he wouldn't necessarily change the shape of the team whereas I think if you go for another option like uh, a few people have talked about Joe Linton playing wide left um, Joe Linton at Hoffenheim yeah he would play to the left but it was as a three man strike force so he's almost like a left sided centre forward and I just think it might might necessarily be the best thing for him to chuck him out on the left wing position he hasn't really started a game yet in for Newcastle uh, in an unfamiliar environment like Turf Moor very unforgiving place um, it could equally be the making of him but for me I, I would go with the with that too if, if I was in uh, Steve Bruce's shoes 
you mentioned there the speed of Atu and of course I mean Alan St Maximum has it in abundance and given the way Burnley were just opened up by Tottenham um, last weekend you know Alan St Maximum running against that defence would have been an absolute dream to watch you've still got uh, Al- Almiro on there um, on the right to do so and I suppose yeah I, Atu would be the man to replace him because of the speed that he has on the team he's faster than Joe Linton um, I mean I'd be a fan, a fan of seeing Joe Linton on the left but I suppose when you put it like that, that the speed of Atsu is going to be crucial yeah I think so yeah you, I think Burnley are a, a strange team when you look at how they've played and their results they'll sometimes win two games in a row and then lose two really badly um, you know you look at their past two results in particular I'll be the play Man City and Spurs but I think you expect from Sean Dyche team a lot a bit more fight a bit more Games not to be so open like they were. I mean, Spurs just ripped them apart, and I know Spurs are on a bit of a high at the moment. But to lose five nil, he would have been really disappointed with that. So, I think it's it's a real chance to. I think Newcastle, particularly last season, obviously getting those two wins against them, while Turf Moor is a tough place to go. Um, I think if they're on their game, there is something in this for them, and having that pace on the counter, as you say, is going to be crucial. And we'll speak to Alex obviously later in the show about the response that's expected um, from Burnley. I'm sure Sean Dyche has been working hard to make sure that um, they put in a much better performance and the fans all will expect it as well. But it is a good chance for Newcastle to, if they start well against Burnley at Turf Moor, you'd expect the fans to maybe then get get the backs up a little bit and if Newcastle you know, get an early goal, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a dream scenario for Newcastle because they can go and then just whip the crowd up into a frenzy and you know, make it a, a tough place for Burnley to play. Yeah, yeah, I think um, at home, obviously, Newcastle have had to do it the, the hard way recently, going behind a lot away. You saw at Sheffield United. Times they, you know, Dubravka was far too busy, let's be honest. You don't want your keeper to be that busy, but they, they hung on in there and they kept going and obviously they, they got the breakthrough through some maximum, effectively against the run of the play, but that gave them something to protect as best they could. Um, and then you have what happened with Shelby to, to get a crazy win. So I I think it'd be a different game. Um, you know, Burnley aren't a team who necessarily are dominating seventy percent of the ball. So I think it, it will be it's a really weird game to call. Um but for Newcastle it obviously suits them to sit back to a degree and hit teams on the counter, whereas Burnley I don't think it necessarily suits them to dominate the ball. So it so could be the ideal game. We could see essentially kick off and then both sides run away from the ball. Yeah, exactly. that's what we're imagining. Oh god! <laughs> um, but I mean, we said before that Southampton game, we went into it. Newcastle were arguably favourites, good run of form at home, um, and I don't think it's unfair to say that usually when Newcastle are expected to win, things tend to go against them. Whether they can't handle the expectation or the pressure, do you see them being favourites here going into this game? Is it a banana skin? Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's always a tough game. I it's probably like the the closest I look to you know that traditional Stoke away trip because Burnley just it's the weather's always uh, interesting. The players are really strong, tough, committed. Generally speaking, um, and it's never ever easy. Um, you look back at that that win last season. In some ways, that was a big turning point as well, you know, uh, to go there on a Monday night and win, um, give that team a lot of confidence. And Burnley, you know, I think it, it would be a sign of where Newcastle are if they went there and won, um, because 
that puts another cushion between Burnley, who I think are 13th, Newcastle 11th. And you're very much, as I've said before, you're looking ahead rather than looking behind you. And that's such a big thing at Christmas because, you know, you can really start to think, well, we've gone through the some of the biggest games of the, the month in terms of playing the rivals and you've come through with however many points and it'd be such a, such a huge thing if they can get, you know, close to that 25, 28 and then finally into your 30s as early as possible. It's interesting because we went into the Aston Villa game thinking again, Newcastle <laughs> should win, would win and they were awful. Yeah. You went to the, to the Sheffield United game looking at the form, looking at the table of where Sheffield United were. You were arguably saying when well, Newcastle are going to be Lucky to come come away with anything. They ended up winning. Yeah. Admittedly, like you've said, Dubravka was very busy. So it's important that you know we, we get this consistency, right? Isn't it that actually Castle need to start beating those teams around them? They've started doing it, but we mm. need to see it more, especially like you say, going into Christmas. Yeah, I think um, you know it's anything you get from games against City, Spurs. It's always a bonus. It's, the seasons ultimately decide and judge on how they do against their rivals. Generally speaking, you know, you look at their defeats this season. Yeah, you've got you've got Norwich in there, but it's you know the, you have Leicester um, when they have lost. You know, Liverpool when they've lost, they've 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 recovered quite well. Villa was was almost um, went against the trend of their run since that Leicester game. You look at the past seven eight games. Generally speaking, they've they've done all right. The Villa game was was a strange one. It seemed to catch them cold a bit, um, and that's the important thing now. That I think it's a balance between having that belief and confidence that they can, when they get it right, when they get the tactics right, uh, they can frustrate and hurt any team in the league. I think they've proved that this season. But equally, they can't afford to not be at that absolute maximum, no matter who they play and. I think Steve Bruce has definitely been driving that home. Um, it's just what happens when when the players go out there, and uh, it's it's every game the Premier League is is really testing in its own way, and Burnley is no different. So it's an interesting time to play them. I think, and it, personally, I'd look at it as a, a chance to definitely get something. But equally, obviously, have this this wounded animal element that they've you know conceded nine goals in two games, very very unburnley like, and they'll obviously want to put that right. Most certainly. I mean, you look at the the goals they've got. We mentioned how Dubravka was on top form against Sheffield United and Southampton. Arguably, they'd had any talent up front. And this is Danny Ings aside, because Danny Ings is fantastic and obviously scored. But both sides were guilty of wasting chances and forcing Dubravka into good saves. But you would argue one-on-one, you know, you should, Redmond should score. Um, I think there was a header, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, against uh, against Sheffield United, which Dubravka had a tip wide. And do you think that the likes of Chris Wood, Wood will allow Newcastle the same leniency? I mean, obviously Ashley Barnes is is going to face a late, a late fitness test, so we'll see um, over the weekend. Well, tomorrow if he is fit and ready for Saturday. But him and Chris Wood both on six goals, and mm-hmm. Chris Wood on his day is a very very tough to, uh, striker to defend against. Yeah, they're those traditional types that some defenders love like I'd imagine someone like Jamal Lascelles would absolutely love coming up against them but it'd be interested with potential shake up at the back if Clark uh, isn't fit he obviously picked up a calf injury so it means Cher will come in potentially and you obviously have Dummett um, in there and you know Fernandez of course who, who can do do those bits of defending as well so I, I think they will give Newcastle something 
of a different test, you know, sort of what Carol's done to defences elsewhere and in some ways a, is a really interesting battle. I think that is the key battle um, because, like I said, LSLs I think would relish that. I think the other lads, it's a, a big challenge for them to come up against not one but two such physical centre-forwards and uh, I think if they come through that, you know, it's yet another sign how that defence is coped no matter who gets injured. Uh, they they've rallied and they're pushing each other. Um, if Newcastle win and results go their way, they could be in fifth spot. I mean, it's absolutely crackers. Uh, My United currently in fifth with twenty four points. Newcastle eleventh on twenty two. After all the drama and what happened during the summer and the Leicester City game, absolutely crazy to think that Newcastle are in this position. Yeah, yeah, no, I think if you if you told anyone that. Uh, it's going back what two nearly two months ago. They they would have just laughed. Um, it's been response has been remarkable, and equally, I think it's just a sign of the league that while Liverpool are, are so far ahead um, at the top, and while you have Watford quite a bit adrift, uh, everything in between has just been crazy. You know, every time you think is that the top four sealed off, you know Chelsea have a bad run. Every time you think, um, you know there's a surprise package coming along at one stage West Ham looked like they were going to go in and give the top six a run uh, and they've fallen dramatically so it, in some ways it's a dangerous position to be in because you, you definitely can't get carried away you're only ever back to back defeats from being dragged back into it you've seen that Aston Villa how you know when they've won back to back wins they've gone straight up there again and then you know two defeats in a row can knock you back so I think the key is just keeping that points tally ticking over, um, particularly in the next few weeks. There's just so many games. Um, and you look at the manner of the games, obviously Palace at home, that's a big one. Uh, you got Manchester United away, Boxing Day. And then you're into two huge home games against Everton and Leicester. So the games between now and, and the end of January, they are tough. Um, I think they just need to clock up as much as they can um, it's, it's simple as that but yeah huge chance I think on Saturday playing Burnley at this time I think isn't the worst thing in the world no 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 not at all um, just then on team news obviously Alison Maxman out injured will be fighting out from Steve Bruce um, in his press comments on Friday morning if Andy Carroll's come through and scared I mean it looked like he had done so if Andy Carroll is alright to go are you expecting him to start? I'd be I'd be going with him, uh, just looking at the challenge of similar to Sheffield United, you have a physical defence and he's on an absolute high, you know, to such an extent that uh, God knows how many years it's been since he started back to back games, but he said he was disappointed to to not do that um for the Southampton game. That shows you the hunger he has at thirty. Um, you know, the deal he's on, it's highly incentivized. He's so, so keen to prove that he can be effective at this level. I thought last week proved he can be. Uh, you know, two really important assists, and just what he did to Southampton, it changed the game. It's a, you know, you can't say anything else. He just unsettled them, and I don't think Burnley would would relish that threat. Um, and yeah, for me, I, I would go with him. I think he's he's in form, and with Joe Linton, it's a balance between obviously you want to keep him involved, but is in a way Dave Burnley going to be good for his confidence right now I'm not so sure if that pressure's on him with some maximum out of the team as well to to really really step up so personally I'll go with Carroll yeah and then in the defence obviously you had Hugh and Clark 
pull up um, half time. Share came in. Would you foresee that being the change if um, Clark is indeed ruled out? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know, obviously Florian Lejeune back as well. It might be a bit of a push to throw him in his first game for the first team since April. Share uh, looked a little bit rusty initially when he came on um, at the weekend, but you know, as he's he's been the before he got injured, he was the player of the year. He's gives them that that vision and composure on the ball that they they need particularly this Newcastle team um, and one thing that Newcastle lacked at times is service particularly from the back when it comes to long balls and he can actually play those passes into the channels and to feet and to the head that uh, strikers really need so yeah I think it'd, it'd be a no-brainer if Clark's out to, to bring Cher in personally well there we have it thank you very much Kieran we'll be joined by Alex James in the second part of the show and so we'll catch you in a little while. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. It's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, the Northeast number one family-owned Toyota, Mazda and Suzuki dealership group. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome back to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm now joined by Alex James from Langs Live, who has just made it back from Sean Dyche's press conference. Thank you very much, Alex, for joining us. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, we've been looking forward to it. First off, um, what's Sean Dyche's mood like, especially after the result uh, against Spurs? Yeah, it wasn't uh, It wasn't a good week for Burnley last week. Three defeats, 11 goals conceded, just the one scored. But um, what you do get with Sean Dyche is, is pretty much the same every week. He's never too low with the lows or, or too high with the highs. Um, the Crystal Palace... Uh, defeat was a difficult one to take but the the fact that they lost to Spurs and Man City their games they're not expected to get anything out of I think the disappointing thing from the Burnley fans who were were at both games and will have seen the highlights is that that little bit of desire just didn't quite seem there in the um, particularly in the defeat to Spurs they were just overrunning the first 20 minutes and the game was gone but Sean Dyche has sort of put that behind tried to move that to one side and and he's looking forward to what is now a, a pretty uh, pretty important run of fixtures for for Burnley over over Christmas tonight, of course, with Newcastle on um, on Saturday. I think a lot of people would say that it Burnley side that concedes a lot of goals. It's not something they would initially uh, would, would associate with with Burnley. Um, do you think it was a shock to see Burnley concede so many goals last week? Uh, yes and no. I mean, they have conceded. Um, they've been beaten five a couple of times by Man City over the over the past couple of years. Um, Spurs just absolutely flew out of the traps and it was sort of 2-0 up in the blink of an eye really, uh, everyone will have seen that that song goal and rightly is getting a lot of plaudits for that one but that sort of typified the game in the sense that Burnley didn't manage to put a tackle in for 75 yards of that run and, and in the end he slots it slots it past Nick Pope um, so yes it, it is a surprise because Burnley generally under Sean Dyche have been pretty solid at the back um, but the way the way Spurs and Man City played as well has, has a lot to do with that. Do you think um, the fans will be expecting a reaction um, at home to Newcastle, a team that aren't that many points ahead of them? Um, what will be the, the kind of expectation on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, the fans will, will definitely be expecting a reaction, and, and, and to be honest, I think they'll probably get one. Um, generally speaking, Bernie's home form this season has been pretty good. Take out that... Um, that Palace one last time out. Um, I think they've lost to Liverpool 
Chelsea and Man City. Uh, I think in all the other games, obviously they've kept a clean sheet. The games that they they haven't um, they haven't lost. Uh, the Newcastle one's important as well because Burnley's next two following this are on the road, where traditionally and, and over the past sort of few years they've been in the Premier League. They haven't been able to to take a huge amount of points away from home. So the the games at Turf Moor are, are vitally important, as you say, a game against a side who are who are in and around them in the table. Um, what Bernie don't want to do is, is sort of get dragged into that bottom five, six, seven and be scrapping it out between now and the end of the season. They want to try and lift themselves into you know, the mid-table or, or the, um, the lower end of the top half and ensure that they're able to, to compete there rather than, um, rather than scrapping it out in the bottom six. So an expectation of a reaction, but is there an expectation of, well, this is Newcastle, we, we, we should get three points here? <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, I, d- I don't know how many, sort of, certainly inside the camp, I don't think there'll be too many um, who ever expect to just turn up and, and be good enough to get three points in the Premier League. Um, Burnley know they have to work hard for everything. The um, the supporters, though, I think, will at least want a reaction. And I think it's probably the same at Newcastle. It's probably the same up and down the country. If you can see the players giving everything for this year, tracking back, putting in challenges, getting stuck in and, and giving their all, then you're halfway there in terms of getting the crowd on board. Um, and I've absolutely no doubt that um, that that's what Burnley will be looking to do this weekend. So if you can give our listeners a bit of insight into how Burnley play, we've already kind of made the joke myself and our writer Kieran Kelly that we, we could see kick off and then both sides run away from the ball because they neither like a lot of possession. Is that a fair representation of Burnley? Um, I think Burnley are happy to Burnley are happy to have the ball. I mean, they do they do have less possession than the opposition in most of their games. But I, I don't I wouldn't say they're sort of set up as like a Crystal Palace perhaps as a, as a counter attacking side. Um, they are happy to get the ball, but what they do do is get the ball forward to the front pair, which is usually Chris Wood and, and Ashley Barnes, as quickly as possible. Um, Sean Dyche makes no illusions about that. He always quote Brian Clough as saying that the centre-forwards are the guys who are going to put the ball in the net. So why would you not try and get the ball to them as quick as you can? Um, so that's one reason why Burnley have perhaps less of the ball if you were just looking at, at statistics. But I've, I've seen most, well, pretty much all their games this season. And against the top six, yeah, they've, they've been sort of chasing shadows a little bit. Against everybody else, they've been very much in all the games. Um, and you wouldn't sit there and think, well, they're trying to sit in and wait for something to happen they're, they're happy to go and dominate the ball and happy to, to play with it um, So what's Burnley's biggest weakness if you were giving Steve Bruce a little tip off what would be the one thing you'd say to Steve Bruce this is what you need to take advantage of if you want to get all three points to Turf Moor Yeah I'm not about to, to hand out tip offs to, to Newcastle but <laughs> um, in the last couple of weeks the, the full I mean Burnley haven't been helped by injuries in the last 10 days um, but they have been uh, sort of vulnerable in the fullback areas. Matt Loughton came in uh, for the injured Phil Bardsley against Spurs, and he just had one of those days where uh, sort of everything went wrong for him. Really, um, and Eric Peters on the other side is a is a de- dependable player, but they they can be got at with pace there. Um, so that's probably one area where where Burnley will look to to strengthen as time goes on. Um, and perhaps an area where, where Newcastle can can perhaps exploit. So I guess then a lot of um, happiness from the Burnley camp to see that Allen's at maximum, a player that likes to run it full backs and he's got a lot of speed. Will be will be missing this Saturday. 
Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned that to to Sean Dyche um, this afternoon actually because he was actually he played and scored uh, in pre-season for Nice against Burnley. I think it was six-one in the end, and Nice were awful. But he was the one player who who stood out, and obviously since he's gone to Newcastle and, and sort of settled in and, and seems to be now getting into his stride. But uh, Sean Dyche made the point that there's a lot of talented players in the in the squad at Newcastle, and they could put somebody like Andy Carroll in, and it creates a whole different problem um you know it, it creates a change in in perhaps in style from from Newcastle and certainly a a, a difficult afternoon for for Burnley centre-backs but having said that that might be one they prefer than than facing Sam Maxima um so from weaknesses and strengths what's what have Newcastle got to watch out for is it the big centre-forwards is it Chris Wood we know that if he has a good day he is you know one of the best in the league yeah, I think I mean Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes when they play together, um, their, their goal scoring record is up there uh, with with anybody else in the league as a, as a front two. I mean I know there's not too many sort of old fashioned front twos these days, but those two are, are two players who will cause problems. Um, I mean Dwight McNeil's the one who gets most of the headlines in these parts. Um, a really really promising young player who's sort of burst onto the scene in the last twelve months. He's got he's got it all really. He's got the dribbling ability. He's the he's the perhaps the one player in the Burnley team who will get the support the home supporters off their feet with a with a run and a trick or two. He put in some he put in a couple of tremendous crosses um, against Spurs, which Jay Rodriguez just couldn't take advantage of. Uh, and he's got a goal in him as well. He scored a couple this season, so he's the sort of one to watch if we were doing it uh, sort of old school style, but. That front pair will cause centre halves problems, provided Ashley Barnes is fit. He missed um, he missed the Spurs game with an injury. Obviously, that he's, he's going to face. Uh, I think the fitness test. To show yeah, us, it, uh, it's, I think it's looking positive for him, but um, obviously we will we'll wait and see until Saturday. Um, yeah, and, and like so you, you you saw Sean Dyche today. He spoke about Steve Bruce as well, and was was quite complimentary about him. Yeah, he was actually. Yeah, um, I think. From reading between the lines of what what Sean Dyche was saying, Steve's been someone who's been on the end of the phone to distribute advice to to Sean Dyche when he was coming through as a young manager. Um, he referenced coming through at Watford and, and speaking to him then, um, and it, it seems like whether they're friends or not, I'm not sure, but there's certainly uh, a healthy respect there, and they'll, you know, Sean has has obviously picked up the phone and, and spoken to, to Steve and picked his brains on a few things as someone with so much experience in the game. Fantastic. Well, just finally, I always ask our guests for their score prediction. So, Alex, how do you think it's going to end on Saturday? Um, I'm going to I'm going to be positive from a Burnley point of view, so probably not what, what you guys want to hear up in the, in the North East, but I just think after the, the three defeats that, that Burnley have had, that they'll, they'll get a reaction, um, they'll get a performance. Hopefully they've got a couple of key players who... Ashley Barnes and Ashley Westwood will be fit so I can see can see Burnley edging it so I'll say 2-0 to, uh, to Burnley Fantastic well thank you Alex for joining us No problem at all thanks for having me So there you have it that is the Everything is Black and White podcast weekend preview for Newcastle United's trip down to Burnley <laughs>